Mystic Chick here. It's about that time to grab your crystal light, mineral water, amaretto stone sour, or rolling rock, and get settled into a big, puffy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. I have had a love affair with crystals and minerals for as long as I can remember. I was entranced by the way the light danced through a sunny citrine, intrigued by the beautiful rainbow bands of fluorite, awed by the way lapis resembled the night sky. To me, every rock told its own very special story. I would feel electrified by their energy and amazed that every stone felt different. Whether it was a sparkly piece of iron pyrite or a plain, unpolished chunk of red jasper, I found it incredibly beautiful. So when I began studying metaphysics, I was able to explore these earthly treasures on a deeper level. Crystals, just like everything else on the earth plane, vibrate at their own specific energetic frequencies. Each type of crystal, rock, and mineral has its own energy vibration. The energy frequencies are very specific. Rose quartz vibrates at a different frequency than malachite. More specifically, different types of the same stone can vibrate at different rates. Smoky quartz is at a different vibration than clear quartz. There is much more to the story than that, but suffice it to say that if you are drawn to a certain type of crystal, it is because you need a certain type of energy at that moment. I have noticed that when you are drawn to a stone, it is usually because you are in a new phase of your soul's development. So crystals, rocks, and minerals have many uses. They can be beneficial when worn, used as an elixir, only carefully and well-researched, <laughs> or placed in your home or office. Citrine can be used to energize you or your space, as well as to help create abundance. Black obsidian can help ground you when you feel spacey. And if you are feeling overly critical of yourself, rose quartz can give you a warm, fuzzy feeling of unconditional love. Every stone has its own personality. Some are slow and gentle, some are intense, and others take you to exotic realms. Some never absorb negative energy, some are magnetic, some are toxic in certain forms. Some are hard, some are soft, some are made of water, some are rare, some are not. And certain stones, like diamonds, are plentiful, but expensive because they are controlled. Legends abound regarding the power of stones. Mythical crystals are quested for or found in the hilt of fabled swords. They were buried with kings, were inscribed with sacred knowledge, and were used to build places of incredible power. Start tuning into the energy of crystals and you will be amazed at where they will lead you. Hello, Virgo Lass. Hello, Mystic Chick. <laughs> How Hello. are you today? <laughs> I am doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm a tad discombobulated. I'm going to have to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to make myself more coffee and that didn't happen either. <laughs> <laughs> so um, is, has your day been going swimmingly or have you been hitting some hiccups as well? <laughs> no, my day's been fine. I have a day off. Like um, today was uh, my massage. So I just got back from a massage. So oh, I thought you sounded a little too peaceful. <laughs> exactly all is peace and love right now <laughs> <laughs> seriously oh i'm gonna need to get me one of those <laughs> it's like you know when somebody's in love 
and you're sitting there going i'm not in love right now and they're like i'm so in love and you're like i just want you to so shut up <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's like oh, i'm so happy for you <laughs> oh so, like really i am truly happy for you i'm just gritting my teeth now for no apparent reason <laughs> <laughs> um so the cocktails for today were all, I don't know if you heard them or not, kind of rock and mineral based. I did hear. <laughs> I think I came in about Amaretto Stone Sour. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, Rolling Rock's still a thing, right? Oh, I'm sorry, Bowie. I, I just came in and Bowie was sleeping and I woke him up. I just heard this little squeak of protest. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Bowie. <laughs> um. There's so much to talk about with crystals and rocks and minerals. So anyways, I'm staring at like all this stuff on my desk and I love the, out of all of the different tools that you use in witchcraft or metaphysics or, you know, however you have your metaphysical practice, whatever that entails, or even if you have no metaphysical practice and you just really like crystals because they're sparkly and fun then you know this is a great wrong with thing that. to tune in. Yeah, <laughs> just um, uh, I have I don't even know how many hundreds of rocks and minerals and crystals lying around, and I use them <laughs> in so many different ways. So, oh, well, I guess that's a way to start. Like, okay, so give me like your top three favorite ways of using crystals. Oh my! All right. <laughs> And, and not necessarily your favorites. Like I'm, I just mean like the what you use more on a day to day basis. Like maybe your favorite thing is something that you would only break out like once a month. Are you talking about the the crystal itself or the like things I do with them? The things you do with them. Okay, so I mean on a day to day basis, I really like wearing them. I mean that's like I love having them on me, close to me aside from wearing them in any form. So earrings, rings, necklaces, bracelets, other things, I'm sure. <laughs> Keychains. <laughs> uh, also having them just in my space. So I have just lumps of crystals around me at all times. And I was actually just thinking about these. I just got one of these and you can find them. He's cracking me up. So anyways, uh, you could also find these on Amazon, but they're they're inscribed. Like you can get them as like worry stones, so they're kind of carved out in the middle where you can kind of rub your thumb into them. But they're kind of like palm sized crystals that are polished and smooth. And you can, like, I have some flat ones that are kind of disc like that have like inscriptions on them, like the Flower of Life, which is a sacred geometry symbol but um and it's on amethyst so you can actually like get crystals if you don't want to wear them but you want something more intense than just having them in your space you can also just hold them or put them in your pocket they're made to be pretty thin so they'll fit in a pocket pretty easily you can carry them around in your purse. Uh, you could probably even throw one in a wallet. Although you you have to be very careful with that because then you're like running the risk of being like George Costanza. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. I may be dating myself on that one. Uh, yeah, that is one of the things that I have a hard time with is 
And they're always like, oh, yes, Carrie Crystal's around with you for grounding. And I'm always like, but like with what pockets? Because they don't make women's clothing with pockets. And so (laughs) (laughs) I need pockets for my crystals. (laughs) Or they do. And it goes horribly wrong. Like I got a couple dresses because, you know, I'm not shopping in stores. I haven't in forever because the pandemic and whatnot. And so I had some like shipped to my house a couple months ago. And they're like, these dresses have pockets and I put them on and they made my hips look like three times as wide because the pockets wouldn't lay flat. They were just bunching oh out the no. sides. Puffy pockets. <laughs> Puffy pockets. I'm like, that's what I need. I really need my butt and hips to look bigger. Let's do that. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, oh my so God. Are you all hearing this right now? He <laughs> is so dramatic. Like he sounds like he's like sick. All he wants is for me to like pet him right now. I'm sorry, kitten. Here, let me pet your ears. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. So, so wait. Such this- drama. <laughs> oh. Anyways, so uh you can have them kind of you can carry them around with you on your person. And there's also like I have this set of crystal they're chakra stones. So there are seven different crystals that kind of resonate with the, your different chakras and they're inscribed with the symbols for each chakra. So they have like a very like potent energy and you can, if you are kind of struggling with releasing some blockages in a certain chakra, you can meditate and hold on to one of those. You can lay them on the different chakras of your body they're just like a really great healing tool. Yeah, I think that's my favorite way of using crystals. It's like doing like a little like crystal chakra meditation. That is fun. But you are kind of like a healer. <laughs> so you're going to gravitate towards those healing modalities. <laughs> um, so what's great about crystals, though, is that they all resonate at different frequencies and there isn't any, I'm trying to, I've tried to explain this before and I've thought about this a lot and it's a little bit hard to explain unless you really think about like a radio, like frequencies frequency. on a radio. Yeah. So you have, if you're kind of turning the dial almost, you have like one through nine or whatever going towards the right And if you turn the dial to the left, you have one through nine going towards left, and those would be negative one through nine. This is really sad, but this also might be dating ourselves. Like, Gen Z is listening to this, like, what's a radio? (laughs) It's like, like, okay, like, am I going to my Pandora app or my Spotify app? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Is there anything else with a dial out there? A a volume setting or (laughs) I don't know. I got another. I'm thinking radio dials. Yeah, uh, I mean, the kids are just going to have to keep up with us. If you don't know what radio is, just Google it. Google it. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing that your parents used to play in the car before <laughs> you figured out how to uh, stream Pandora onto it. Yeah, hijack it with your phones. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you have these, you know, you have these frequencies and it goes like one through nine. So you're going positive. If you're going to the right, you're kind of going up the number, say a number line, picture a number line from like, you know, when you're like in third or fourth grade and you have the the positive numbers going towards the right. Well, the negative versions of those numbers would then go to the left and they would kind of have the little negative sign in front of them and whatever. So, and you have kind of zero in the middle there. 
And so um, when I'm talking about like frequencies of crystals, you can have a lower level frequency that is still very healing. What you don't want is a negative frequency. Does that make sense? Yeah. So everybody, I think there's like some confusion out there, though, with people talking about like um, low energy people, energy vampires, anything that is kind of negative energy. I'm you have to kind of picture that as a, like a negative sign in front of the energy. And it really is on another end of the, the spectrum as far as, as frequencies. So you can have, say, something resonating at like a, like a one, and it's still very healing. It would just be a very low chakra, very grounding energy than, say, something that's a negative one. So... Um, that would be something that would be very draining in a very earthy way. If you have something that is, say, I don't know, a negative seven, negative eight, then you're talking about higher level things that are very draining. So say like more spiritually draining or um, like a toxic relationship that is more like verbally abusive or just kind of somebody being used in a way or um, a job that's spiritually unfulfilling. So you kind of go through like from the body and the lower levels of energy through the crown chakra and all of that kind of heady stuff and, and stuff that connects to other realms. So that definitely kind of makes a difference. What do you think, Bowie? <laughs> oh my gosh. This is going to be the Bowie show today, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Bowie. Bowie, Bowie, Bowie. <laughs> so does Bowie like gravitate towards... Have you tried any crystals on Bowie yet? You know what? Actually, today I tried um, in our... Uh, one of our podcasts that we just uh, dropped recently about um, divination, uh, we were talking about like finding a um, like a pet's aura, like through like a dowsing rod or a pendulum. And so like Bowie was like all like sleepy at that point. So I just snuck in here with my pendulum <laughs> and uh, it's like, it didn't really start moving until I got very close to him, which I feel like that actually like is Bowie in a nutshell. Like, you know, he plays his cards very close to the vest. Oh, where, that's good to know. Yeah. We're like, I think that like pucks, if I had ever done that with him, it probably would have like, he might, that was my cat that I lost like um, a little over a year ago now, but he probably would have filled up a whole room. But, you know, like, Bowie's, Bowie's kind of like me that way, where he's more introverted. Like, I mean, I feel like if people have pets, like, you always know if there's an animal that's more introverted or more extroverted. Bowie is definitely more introverted. So he's just, like, keeping his aura to himself. Unlike my dog, Obi, who is a Tennessee treeing hound and is up in your business, I'm talking business, <laughs> like, every like step of the way you cannot like he mirrors your movements there's always a cold <laughs> nose going up your butt like there's just something going on all that he puts his like i will have my mouth slightly open and not notice his face is staring at me like i'll roll over or something and he he'll like lick inside my mouth <laughs> 
I'm like, the guy has no personal space. I'm like, <laughs> thanks, Obi, thanks. But yeah, total hound. So I don't know what his, I haven't done his energy yet. I should, I should figure out his aura because I, I have two schools of thought. Like, is it going to be like really, really big or is it going to be really tight? Because like, he's just kind of like trying to absorb on everybody else. <laughs> that is, see, that's, that's a science experiment right there. Um, there's also, cause we're going to get into crystals themselves, but there's also, if you don't want to, uh, carry around a big pile of crystals for some reason. So say <laughs> I use crystals for divination too. So I have a bag of crystals and, um, whether I'm working with someone on the phone, on zoom in person, it will determine if they're reaching into the bag or I am, but I channel their energy. So it's it doesn't make a difference. It's just kind of like if you're in front of somebody, they may as well do it to kind of get more of the experience. But um, if you don't want to lug a big bag of crystals because they get kind of heavy, they do have kind of crystal decks, crystal oracle cards. There's a bunch of actually like crystal decks, but they are not all created equal. Some of them really, really suck. <laughs> I'm just saying. Some of them are, hmm. Oh, I I feel like that's kind of interesting. Like, which of the crystals that suck? <laughs> well, the crystal decks. So, well, and we'll talk about crystals that suck. <laughs> but the crystal decks, uh, God, anything that is not a card shape. <laughs> Seriously, anything that's like hexagonal. Oh, I can or, see that. Ugh. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, uh, it's hard to shuffle. Yeah. And there's a lot of them that just don't explain things very well. They're just very, very high level, very um, candy coated kinds of things or the artwork isn't right. I, there's so many ways that crystal decks go wrong. Like, I think it's just like a buzzword. Like somebody is like, God, I need to make some money quick. What am I going to do? Oh, yeah. Crystal deck. <laughs> I can totally see that. <laughs> All right. And then there's people out there that actually have been researching crystals for years, studying them like Judy Hall. I actually have her deck. I have two crystal decks. Um, I got a root around in my bag. Hang on. All right. So the first one I have is it's called the Crystal Wisdom Healing Oracle. It's from Judy Hall. She wrote the Crystal Bible. She also wrote the Crystal Bible Volume 2. And the Crystal Bible, Volume 3, and other Healing with Crystal books. Oh, Crystals and Healing Stones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like, reading off my bookshelf now. I have, like, so many Judy Hall books. Okay. So, the Crystal Wisdom Healing Oracle is a really great deck. And it has, like, photographic pictures of the crystals. It's it's really cool. It's almost like a geological science experiment Ooh, thing. I love that. Yes. Gorgeous, gorgeous cards. So, and it, it really, really good information because Judy Hall is the schnizzle when you're talking about crystals. The schnizzle for crystals. <laughs> and then the other one that I really like, and it's a little bit more out there, it's Crystal Mandala Oracle. And it's channeling the power of heaven and earth. And so it kind of fuses um, crystal energy with like healers and like mandala things and just like different, I think different gods and goddesses. 
Yeah, but, that's interesting because when you said that, I immediately was like, oh, this must be like a sort of more of a Christian sort of thing. No, it's not Christian. It's <laughs> sorry, I should have uh there's it breaks it up into different types of crystal like people. <laughs> crystal people. Crystal people, like crystal people that can help you. So um, and I have another deck where it's like that, where I think it's called Ask Your, Gu- Your Guides by Sonia Choquette, where she kind of breaks down the Oracle deck into like groups of beings that heal you or help you. And so this one kind of does the same, but it's got like crystal angels, crystal masters, crystal goddesses, and all of their different energies with these how they interact with crystals and it it's a really cool deck and the artwork is very um kind of mandala like but it's like crystals turned into mandalas almost i can see that yeah or i'm sorry mandalas i <laughs> i'm so like midwest like it's, oh, no. <laughs> oh it hurts sometimes i can't take the the chicago out of the girl <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, you can take the girl out of Chicago. Can't take the Chicago out of the girl, and that's how we say it: Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> South Side. <laughs> um, I like my deep dish pizza. I'm not gonna lie. I did just eat some. Oh my gosh! I'm, this is like true confessions time for lunch. <laughs> Ooh, um, actually, you know what? I really, really miss. Oh my god! I need to get some um, Pequods. As far as I am concerned, Pequods is the only deep dish pizza that matters and I, i've never like, had it uh, oh my god okay we we need to do this you need to come to the city and we need to go we need to go and get pequods all right i just <laughs> but if we're doing that is it close to dave's down to earth rock shop because maybe we can do a whole to do it, it is not but <laughs> we can still make a day of it all right <laughs> pizza day <laughs> um yeah so now i'm like totally sidetracked all right um so anyways the crystal Ma- mandala oracle deck has kind of crystal pictures that are turned into mandalas there you go <laughs> mandalas <laughs> mandalas um, <laughs> all right so you have you have the crystal deck so if you are doing like healing work with crystals. If you're going to do some readings with crystals and you don't want to be lugging crystals around, now, granted, I love my crystals. I will take them everywhere, even if I have to like hire other people to carry the weight of all of my crystals. <laughs> but <laughs> you can also, I suppose, just use a deck. <laughs> See, that might be easier for me because I feel like anytime I try to take my crystals out of my home, I end up losing them. It doesn't matter if they're in a pocket. It doesn't matter if they're in my bra. It doesn't matter <laughs> if they're in my purse. Like they always disappear. And I always kind of tell myself, well, then that just means someone else is going to find it and maybe they need it more than me. But you know what? It still kind of sucks because I lost my crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever like do stretch bracelets with it? stretch bracelets well first of all i don't really wear bracelets that much my wrists are really skinny and so like they like bracelets just kind of flop around and also like (laughs) with the work with the work that i do bracelet bracelets really aren't conducive to it like nobody wants to get a facial and their esthetician's bracelet is like flopping in their face (laughs) point taken (laughs) i I guess i meant like when you weren't working but (laughs) 
when was that? That was a long time ago. Oh my gosh. No, I mean like, you know, your downtime, your time off, like after after a long day of like tending to others, you slip on your loose fitting bracelets that will jangle all over your tiny little wrists. <laughs> Doesn't that sound pleasant? <laughs> I mean, like I've had like rings and necklaces, and uh, actually, I actually just like sent you a picture. My um, mother-in-law, um, who, as I mentioned in another podcast, she is a gifter. That is her love language. I but, love that love language. <laughs> yeah, like the same grandmother that, um, like. Uh, Virgolad's grandmother, like she passed a few years ago now, and um, my aunt and my mother-in-law gave me like one of her necklaces that was basically amber, and it actually has like a bunch of like little like um, uh, like little fly wings in there, like you know how it's preserved in amber. I love that. That is the mm-hmm. best. Seriously, love that. Um, are you going to be wearing it? It's one of those things. I mean, I wore it like a couple of times, but I feel like I keep being like afraid to wear it. Like if I'm going to um, like lose it or something like that. But like, I feel like I have to get over that. I just need to wear it more. <laughs> well, and it also might be. So here's one of the things with with crystals and stuff. Well, number one, like people can gift them to you like what happened with you. And it's like somebody else is sensing that you need something in your life. So I don't know if you looked up what Amber does. Oh, you know, I've never really looked it up, but like I like use Amber a lot as like a visioning technique, like especially if I'm doing like, you know, like massage and everything in my work, like I'll just like imagine like the, um, like the, energy in the person is like the sort of amber color that's being like uh, moved around their bodies. You do like the amber color. It's a very spa-like color. Amber (laughs) is the color for energy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What was that? A a 311 song? I think it was a 311 song. (laughs) Hmm. Yes. All right. I'm trying to see if, if I have, I'm looking at the book that is, nope. All right, I pulled out Crystal Bible 2 and 3. The the first version is in my bag. Hang on. I've been <laughs> I was working earlier, so I apologize. I got everything like packed up. Okay. Let's do this. Let's see if amber is I mean it's not technically a stone, so I don't know if it's going to be in this book. Yeah, that's right. It's not technically like a crystal. Okay, it is. Huzzah. All right. So for amber can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm it's trying like to re- like it's like almost kind of like, like a resin, right? Yeah, it's it's tree resin or whatever. Um trans it's opaque or transparent. Insects or vegetation can be trapped inside. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. All right. Uh strictly speaking, amber is not a crystal at all. It is a tree resin, as we talked about, that solidified mm-hmm. and became fossilized. It has strong connections with the earth and is a grounding stone for higher energies. And this is all taken from Judy Hall's Crystal Bible. I am not trying to plagiarize. I'm just trying to inform <laughs> and educate. So amber is a powerful healer and cleanser that draws disease. And it's interesting because Judy Hall kind of makes the distinction instead of calling it disease and spelling it D-I-S-E-A-S-E. It's kind of more the metaphysical interpretation of disease, which is dis slash ease, like you're out of ease. Right. So it, it takes kind of that 
stigma away from that word. Um, so it kind of draws away disease from the body and it promotes tissue re- revitalization. So that would actually be great when you're working with clients. Actually, yeah, you're right. Huh. And it cleans the environment and the chakras. It absorbs negative energies, transmutes them into positive forces that stimulate the body to heal itself. Oh my goodness, this is great for healers. Okay, so I need to wear this to work every day. Oh my gosh, and it's a powerful protector. So you are going to be fine, regardless of how like, you know, wonky somebody's energy is going in. Right, right. That definitely is a thing, especially right now. Like I am like super crazy busy and I'm like just seeing like back to back clients for like 10 hour days. So I've been feeling like my energy has been like getting really drained. And actually, I this is one of the great things about working in a spa. Um, uh, and this is keeping us on track with our topic. Um, I like looked in a drawer and one of the other estheticians had like two selenite wands in there. I love selenite. Yeah. And I mean, it was like the minute, the minute I touched them, it was just like this sort of power waves of powerful energy just coming at me. And so, I mean, I just kind of like in between clients, I'll just kind of grip onto them just sort of like help to like ground myself. I'll like, you know, kind of like walk with them in a circle around the room to like cleanse the energy of the room. So uh, it's uh, like, I'll even like put one um, over by, the sink area and when I take off um, my ring that I wear like um, like and before I do a facial because once again nobody wants a facial with rings on <laughs> um, <laughs> why not yeah, I'll just put it on there to just kind of like keep that ring charged up oh see that's a good idea but I'm and I'm looking at selenite right now okay so it's got a very fine vibration and I mean, if you've ever held selenite, especially like if you can find a piece of selenite that's polished, like a, a little like tumbled ball of it, it is, I can't even explain how it feels. It's almost, it's very lightweight. It almost has kind of a plasticky feel, but it's just, it's so light and it, there's like a, tr- there's like a shimmering kind of aspect of it like a chatoyancy in there that kind of just catches the eye and now if you have like a rough piece you're not going to see that as much i mean i think the light kind of bounces off of the rough but it's not the same yeah though i i would say that the wands are more rough pieces okay um but it helps you um it brings clarity of mind and it opens the crown and higher crown chakras now I need to look more into higher crown because I didn't know there were double crown things oh, going on. Actually, yeah. Like, I mean, because I've actually, I'll, I'll send this to you, but um, like when you talk about like doing, and we've, you know, talked before about like uh, witchy stuff in this podcast, but like uh, witch meditations can be different where like you're opening up all the chakras, but like there is like the one that's above the crown chakra and that's the spirit chakra. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's almost or like energy your, point. Like, I mean, like I don't your, want to colonize chakras. <laughs> it's kind of like, I, is that the same as your energy body? Or is that kind of just like the funnel from like where the higher realms kind of can access like your crown chakra? Right. I mean, I would say that that's like the point in meditation where you're just like in a complete trance and you can actually get into that sort of, um, 
oral meditation state. Okay. Hmm. Where you can like actually like <laughs> kind of yeah, just basically go into another place and actually like start like hanging out and talking with your spirit guides and familiars. I just didn't even like think about the the double crown. Double <laughs> just crown. Crown. I mean, like, are you even a queen if you don't have a double crown? <laughs> I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Food for thought. Um, But anyways, uh, the other thing about selenite is that it's, oh, it can ensure a peaceful atmosphere and it instills deep peace and is excellent for meditation or spiritual work. So it's kind of nice. It's a warm fuzzy. Warm fuzzies. (laughs) All around. (laughs) So uh, when, when people like gift crystals to you it's kind of like other people are like trying to to say hey focus on this particular energy either somebody else senses that your energy is off and they think that it could balance it out and a lot of this is subconscious unless the person is really into crystals themselves but for the most part a, a lot of people are just drawn to certain things and they're like oh hey you should have this i just thought of you or you know whatever. I found this and I had an extra. So here you go. Like, however it comes into your possession, it's usually because somebody else is picking up on the fact that you are out of balance or you're going to be facing a new life um, phase where these things could be helpful. Um, Also, if you feel kind of drawn to certain stones or crystals or certain colors, even you can probably find crystals in that color family that will help with kind of balance out whatever you are going through. Oh, I just thought of this, but um, I have a friend who lives in Kentucky and there's someone in her building that knows how to basically just like pick stones up off the street and she just polishes them herself, like literally with a toothbrush. Like she watches Netflix and polishes these stones with a toothbrush and they end up turning into like these beautiful crystals really yeah which i mean i feel like that would be such a cool skill to have but i don't know like i i I don't have it i'd probably just pick up a piece of concrete or something like that and (laughs) like why isn't this turning into an amethyst like (laughs) (laughs) well and they have like granite you can find even like in people's gardens like they'll they'll sell it in like big bags the the granite stones for like landscaping and there's technically kind of, you know, what quartz and mica and stuff in mixed in that. <laughs> so that's something. <laughs> if you're really trying to like, you know, not have to spend anything. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess that's the thing is that, I mean, if you're like getting into this stuff and you want to buy a bunch of crystals, but you feel like it's too expensive, I mean there's always the DIY, the DIY thing, just like, you know, go out, like find some cool stones and uh, polish them up. Like you don't even have to necessarily like do it yourself with a toothbrush. Like I mean, you can, <laughs> There are also like rock tumblers you can get, just make sure to put them in a basement or something. Cause I know from experience that they are noisy. <gasps> they are very noisy. I think National Geographic makes one. <laughs> I think I remember seeing that out at Christmas time. Uh, I think I had one when I was a kid and it was lovely. (laughs) Oh yeah, I I had one and um, I used it for the sixth grade science fair. (laughs) And 
it was really really cool <gasps> but yeah i mean like it was like just recently my one of my um other friends that we went to school with she bought one for her daughter because she remembered me having it and she like texted me and she was just like how how the hell did you live with this thing for six months and i said (laughs) we kept it in the basement she was like oh okay okay we had it on the kitchen table i'm gonna take it to the basement right now (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's it's like a little concrete mixer (laughs) yep (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) So the the shape of um, the crystal can also make a difference. So if you're looking for like okay, extra yeah, like, healing. Talk about the shapes because I haven't gotten into those. I just have like just some like regular like tumbled stones. But like talk to me about why I would need the ones that look like a heart or a giant pyramid or whatnot. Or a lingam. Or a lingam. <laughs> Because they're out there. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Or an egg. We know what or those are egg. for, too. Oh, yes. Yes. The egg. Uh, the jade egg. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, not what we're talking about when we say take your healing into your own hands. Okay, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> At least make sure there's a string attached. <laughs> and that is not porous. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know a little too much about this. <laughs> We're making too many references. <laughs> I like the non-porous edition. Yes. <laughs> Very important when sticking anything up. <laughs> up your yoni. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, that's a whole nother realm. Um, but, and, and speaking of Jade, I actually came across at the dollar store, like Dollar Tree, they had Jade face rollers there for a dollar like real jade and i could tell by the Are type you of sure jade. They were real jade yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because they were nephrite and what was a nephrite jade from from canada i think it's nephrite jade comes in a bunch of different types but anyways it was this this dark green jade that i know is is very common in canada and so i was like oh I bought one. I bought yeah. several. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I well, I don't have jade rollers in my uh, treatment room. Um, I have like they're tourmaline rollers actually, and I, I, yeah, and I, and I really like them too because the um, people who made them like uh, put like this little extra like thing around the wire to make them quiet because the ones that I had before that I got from China were squeaky. <laughs> and but I, I use them a lot during facials like give an incredible massage and if you like uh, I, I recommend to everyone who has these and they're just like oh what do I even do with this thing um like put on like a really nice like gel mask and um just kind of, or, or even like one of those like mask that you stick on like the Korean mask that like, you know, had like a little like weird face to make you look like a wet ghost, (laughs) (laughs) but just massage, massage like over that with your jade roller. It brings down inflammation. Like if you have a tendency towards redness, like it really brings it down, brings down any sort of puffiness feels amazing. That does sound good. It's yeah. yeah, I mean, Keep so them in your refrigerator for those like rough mornings. Oh yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta make them nice and cold. Mm-hmm. That feels so nice. Um, but yeah, so you, you know you can rub them on your face. Uh, the the shaped ones are kind of nice for 
So say, you know, you get a heart shape, it's, you try to find one in something like rose quartz or something. I mean, even like a, a black obsidian that's very grounding, something that, you know, is kind of like you've got the symbol of love carved and you've got kind of the feeling and energy of love and grounding and, and safety. The the shape just kind of adds to the experience of what you're trying to channel for healing. Um, pyramids are like, I think they're used for like meditation. I never got into the pyramids myself. but Okay, yeah, I, that, that's mostly what I was asking for because, yeah, I see those all the time. <laughs> yeah, I it's know. It's like, do I want one? Do I need one? <laughs> How do oh. I use it? <laughs> oh, the ones that kill me actually are the ones that have the layers. And they're like, do you know the ones I'm talking about? I don't think I do. Ugh. They're the ones that have like, they're supposed to be like chakra aligned. So it's like the bottom part of the pyramid is, I don't know. So it, so it looks like a rainbow flag? Yeah. Yeah. And they're just all kind of like glued together. <laughs> I don't know. And like half of them are dyed stones. Like this is what kills me, dyed stones. I cannot stand dyed stones. I try very hard to only have um, pure kinds of crystals and colors that are like natural in my collection. I There's a time and a place for dyed stones, but I really, as a whole, I think it kind of like weakens the, the stone, the energy of the stone. Like anytime you kind of tamper with it in any way, like they'll... Some will be dyed, some will be like heat treated, irradiated. Um, smoky quartz a lot of times is irradiated. So it's the reason why smoky quartz is smoky is because it's naturally irradiated by like the earth's lower layers or whatever. And it takes a clear quartz and it kind of makes it a little bit darker. But they've like realized that they can like nuke the crap out of it and then make it like the, the typical smoky color. If you see like natural smoky, a lot of times it'll be like very faint. Like you might have to hold up a piece of paper to see the difference between like a clear and a smoky, or it'll just be kind of mid grade, but it won't even be the color won't a lot of times even be consistent in the stone. Sometimes it'll have different areas that are smokier than others. And that's kind of more natural than the full-on, I'm smoky quartz. Right, right, right. <laughs> Look at me, I'm brown. <laughs> like, okay, so so how do you feel about like lab-made crystals? Um, Again, there's a time and a place for them. Like, I, I know for affordability purposes, they are sometimes the only way to go. Sometimes you can only find a lab-created version of a type of stone, especially if it's a little bit more rare. I personally own, I think, a lab-created sapphire that I think is beautiful, but it was gifted to me also. But, um, I, I, so, I mean, that one's kind of like a preference. It, it is like on a, a molecular level, it is the same, same crystalline structure as something that occurs in nature. It's just a little bit more perfect because it's lab grown, oh, but they well, can be like almost as much money. 
Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, just to like, okay, everybody, welcome to uh, Virgo Lass's Buzzkill Corner. We, <laughs> oh, no. we have to have one of these in every episode. And I'm not going to get too into this because I haven't researched it heavily or anything. But um, <laughs> there is like some controversy that um, like mass marketed, I mean, basically like because of capitalism, like pretty much anything that is in demand creates like a lack somewhere else so um uh, there are people who like purposely don't use crystals because um the crystal mining industry is let's just say it's not like the most humane of uh, of jobs that you can get and so a lot of things get in mind to get mined to death and like and that's also like where the whole diamond trade comes in like that's what a diamonds. lot of people yeah exact blood diamonds a lot of people want like ethically sourced diamonds i mean i don't necessarily know how that translates to something that isn't in every single wedding ring like an amethyst and by the way my um wedding ring is an amethyst just saying <laughs> Ooh, but, you know i need to look at your ring again yeah but yeah so um so Sometimes you want to like look at who is selling ethically sourced crystals and where they're coming from, and sometimes that can be hard, and sometimes it can be way uh, be way more pricey. So in that case, if that's something that you're concerned about, lab made crystals are the way to go. You know, I mean, I have also heard that um, the thing that gets most mined most heavily is mica, and mica is like a the thing that is put in like everything everything powders (laughs) makeup and everything so when when you think about it like that it's like okay there's just no getting away from this you know it's like i'm I'm not buying a real amethyst because i'm worried about the crystal trade but like it's all up in my makeup and on my face so (laughs) so in, in the end you just have to like kind of like decide where you want to land in the ethics i mean like i i mean i've also felt like okay but if i'm buying these from a local store like you know like a mom and pop shop or yeah if i'm helping someone's livelihood if i'm buying this from like um, a person of color then i feel that kind of like balances out the ethics Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a lot to consider. And I mean, you're kind of more in the jewelry realm at that point, for the most part. But you bring up some really good points because, yeah, I mean, diamonds and the, the funniest thing about diamonds is that they're so common. Like they really are. They're used in industrial machinery. Like th- there's so many uses for diamonds. And the ones the the ones that, you know, we consider really great are the ones that are really controlled. And um, it, because they're so common, you do have to kind of like wonder, like, is there there are so many more rare stones out there that you can get for a fraction of the cost that are like way more beautiful than just your average diamond. So yeah, I mean, you, you bring up a lot of good points. That's, that's definitely something as far as like, how do you feel then like with the tumbled, say you go into a Dave's, (laughs) Dave's down to earth rock shop, which, you know, we absolutely love, but like, how do you feel when you see the bins of like tumbled stones? Is it the same kind of, like approach or how or do you do those not like factor in as much Mm, like do you mean like ethically or 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. you know, hey, but, but, but that's the thing is that like, okay, Dave's Rock Shop is a local mom and pop mom and pop shop, and they do uh, amazing work. Their basement has an entire freaking museum in it. Dinosaur and, museum. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like. Okay, maybe like these tumbled rocks weren't like mined in like a super great way. I have no way of knowing. Like only the crystal can tell me. But, but on the other hand, I am I'm also but I'm also but the flip side is that I'm also helping somebody's family run business. Yes. Okay. As, as opposed cool. to like, okay, and then like say if you're buying this shit off of Amazon, so you're Ooh. buying like you know, like basically like blood diamonds off of Amazon, then it's lose lose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I see your points. Um, yeah. And it's just what, what there's like so many factors when you're looking at crystals and, and ethical sourcing and, and fair treatment and all of that is, is really important when you, when you're able to do that. Uh, but another yeah. thing I, I think. And, is, and I also feel that like, Usually the smaller metaphysical stores, like they will be more cognizant of where they're getting the crystals from as opposed to, again, Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Some of them I have to say are kind of like cheating and ordering a bunch of stuff on Amazon and then taking the price tags off and like marking them way up because I did catch a couple yeah, people on I actually, that. I actually wouldn't be surprised about that. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that's also where you like kind of... um, you know your local sources and you know the shops and you've talked to the people who run them. And then that also really helps is building those relationships. Oh yeah. Relationships are are really important. And I mean, I know I've gone into stores and they've kind of told me stories about, Oh, you know, so-and-so just came back from this trip and they picked up these things from this, you know, area of the country. And it was whatever. And it, like, it really does help to kind of hear about that. Like, where did these things come from? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't just get them off the back of a truck, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, yeah, like that when I used to work at, um, at apothecary, like, you know, many, many, many moons ago, um, shout out to Marissa apothecary, smallflower.com, go check them out. <laughs> but, uh, every single year they go to Germany and they find like all of these like amazing, like new brands, um, for skincare and for vitamins and for healing and for healthcare and they bring them back. So. Oh, like, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, there's, but there's also like, (laughs) there's certain stones that you have to watch out for, um, are commonly messed with that you, you really can't, like, you have to kind of track the source or make sure that they're like certified through a certain place to make sure that you're buying what they're say you're buying. It, it's, it gets really weird with some stuff, but even turquoise, like, a lot of shady oh, stuff I around turquoise. I see that. I mean, like, exactly just what we were talking about, like, um, in a different episode about um, burning sage and suddenly, like, Native Americans have no sage left to burn. Yeah. Uh, yeah like, there's just so many uh, problems around um, things that, like, come from Native Americans that end up being co-opted by, like, mass markets. 
Well, and then they try to like, so, and, and that stuff out in the Southwest is, is pretty hard to come by at least like, and there's anything that comes out of there. They have to like, they're specifying what mine and what type of turquoise, and there's a million different types of turquoise out there. But a lot of times what people will do is sell it as turquoise and it turns out to be dyed howlite. Mm-hmm. which howlite is a white stone with a black veining through it. And so if they dye it, you know, robin's egg blue, hey, magically it's turquoise. So you have to be really careful. Um, and some of them are just plain up, plain straight up plastic. Um, or they they call it, what else do they do to turquoise? They grind it. So they'll have like a big pile of mismatched stuff and odds and ends. And they'll grind it all together and they'll make it into... What do they call that? There's a name for it, but it's it's like not even a solid stone anymore, but they're selling it as a solid stone. And it's really shady. I do not like that at all. We don't like that. Bears. <laughs> it's like it's like turquoise powder that they mix resin with and it, it like turns into and they like make it into a stone then and they're calling it they're billing it as turquoise and it's like no, not anymore. <laughs> I don't know what you did to this thing. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, and the same can be said for rubies, sapphires, emeralds, you have a lot of like tampering, especially nowadays where they're like coloring them. I think they they found some way to change a process to infuse them with glass or something to enhance the color. And then they're like, it, so there's, they're coming out with these like really clear, pieces that they're like this is emerald this is ruby you're like i don't remember being this great looking like what did they do i mean that's the thing especially with rubies is that there almost are no like real true red rubies anymore like naturally derived they're way more pink oh yeah that's not what we associate rubies with so yeah they get the dye treatment a lot (laughs) well and the funny part is like people like what people like hold to this wonderful standard this high standard for rubies um is like in the crown jewels and it turned out that it was not a ruby at all it was a red spinel so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why it was gotcha. <laughs> it was just completely and the interesting thing about spinel is that it has a higher refractive index than like corundums which rubies emerald sapphires are all types of corundum so um and their corundums are more prone to having um like opacity they're more prone to having um what's the word i'm looking for they stuff in them (laughs) to obscure i'm like the clarity is not there that's what i'm talking about uh (gasps) cut color clarity yes uh but for spinels they act they have a higher refractive index they're more they behave more like diamonds they're going to be inherently more clear so you will have a showier flashier stone and um a lot of spinels i i guess i can't say all because i i'm worried about saying all about anything anymore but a lot of spinels um are not color enhanced or treated in any way they are they act in the market they're treated like um garnets so like you don't really do anything to garnet either it's the color is pretty clear it's pretty good on its own so um you got to watch out for the rubies, the emeralds, the sapphires, and like people doctoring those. What else is another one that people mess with a lot? Oh, topazes are all pretty much dyed or like um, 
heat treated or whatever. They've got a whole process for those. Um, you've got white and you've got some blue. There's an imperial topaz that's kind of like a, a peachy brownish color, I want to say. And that's worth a lot of money. Um, and then there's some other color, I think. But for the most part, I like those flashy colors. London blue topaz, that's because it's enhanced. Um, I don't know. I actually hmm. have a question for you. What? Like, because I feel like this has been like kind of a contra. It's a been a controversial crystal. <laughs> what are your thoughts on moldavite? Have you ever worked with it before? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, why do you ask? <laughs> it's apparently like been kind of a thing lately that people have been talking about like on like Twitter and TikTok and apparently it's supposed to like be this amazing amazing energetic rush and so people are like trying to like get their hands on it but if it's it's really like kind of expensive because of that and like I'm looking at a I am looking at an article right now on divinetwist.com called Moldavite Dangers and Warnings is it the most dangerous crystal um <laughs> why why are they saying it's dangerous okay here here's here's the story person who had nightmares while moldavites moldavites sat on their nightstand or another relationship whose relationship of five years suddenly ended when they bought their first piece of moldavite home moldavite has incredibly powerful energy and it's important to know how it works so you can be prepared when you use this crystal for the first time <laughs> so it's oh. basically it's like it's a green stone um it's such a powerful and touted as dangerous it's an ancient green stone formed 15 million years ago from a meteorite impact likely somewhere in the czech republic so it's yeah. essentially stones composed of earthly debris it carries its strong extraterrestrial and cosmic energy <gasps> it's and, and that's i guess another thing too is that like because it's becoming this really popular thing like um there's a lot of fakes going around. Uh, well, I could see that because I own some Moldavite um, and I wasn't impressed by it. It's like plasticky feeling. It doesn't have any sparkle. It's it, it's pretty clear, but it's just kind of like if you get it in any like larger size, it's just going to turn into a piece of spinach. Like <laughs> it's just so um, murky and I and Judy Hall does write about it in her book. Um, and there are some like healing properties to it, but like it's just kind of like what happened on impact. So I think like the the ground kind of melted or whatever, and it's basically kind of like a kind of a glass situation, like um almost like a volcanic glass or something, but it's made from the impact of the meteor. Um I prefer I, just I think the that like from what I'm like reading right now, it's one of those things where like it's supposedly like so incredibly powerful and uh, they they say too that it's like usually like has like an intense effect on people who like are newbies to crystals and don't really know what they're doing with it. But yeah, it's like one of those things like you bring it home and you start working with it and all of a sudden you're like I need to get divorced right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does have an extremely high energy vibration. So basically, if if you um, your best friend is in an abusive relationship right now, 
And I'm saying she, but it could be he or she, it could be they. If they are in a bad relationship and you really want to like speed the wheels along to get them out of it, hand them some Moldavite. Be like, oh, look, there's this pretty crystal and I thought I would give it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Look over there. (laughs) It's Moldavite. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, well, they say that, like, it's a useful stone for sensitive people who find it difficult being in incarnation on the earth, um, if they're having a lot of deep emotions and deep suffering. So in some ways, I mean, it's got a very high energy, but it's very, like, soft. I, I mean, I think the people and, like, gently kind of, like, helping the the most overstimulated people who don't really feel like they fit in or or who are around here. So I think that like whatever's going on on the TikToks <laughs> is a little terrifying, and I don't think it's very accurate. But that's just me. TikTok I mean, not I, accurate. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think that it really depends on what people are drawn to, though. At you know, at the end of the day, you really need to pay attention to like why you feel you are attracted to a certain crystal because there's like some sort of healing that needs to happen that your body's picking up on energetically, which is why also it's a good idea if you're kind of feeling stuck and you don't know, you're like, I want to go into, get into crystals and I don't know what to pick, or I'm feeling really off or like, just go to a store and like, like let your hand hover over like a bunch of different bins of crystals, like see where you feel your energy is being pulled and then try some of that. Uh, and also, I'm just going to say for all of the practical earth signs out there who have to research things to death and that doesn't really work for them. <laughs> what, what honestly worked for me was um, like uh, I basically like charged up my crystals, like um, the ones that were water safe, like I gave them like a little salt water bath and the ones that weren't, I was able to charge them up using like um, some clear quartz, which just is like, I naturally stays charged all the time. So, and when I did that, like the energy, all of a sudden it like unlocked all the energy. So sometimes it can kind of just be like getting a haircut and you're not sure about it when you get it done and then you go home and you style it yourself and you're like, oh, this is fantastic. This is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> you can also, as, as a couple other workarounds, um, you can even like work your numerology. You can find out what, what your path number, your cycle number you're, you're going through that year and, and kind of like see what, what colors correspond to that year cycle and pick a crystal that way um you can like kind of feel around in your body if you are noticing you've been struggling in a certain area of your body try to see what chakra that corresponds to and see if you can get a a color that is in that realm of the chakra um so, I mean, like, there's ways to do it. You're right, because it's not always by feeling if somebody can't because, I mean, I don't know. I've always been drawn to the the crystal energies, but a lot of people are drawn to say their colors or their weights or like their textures or different things. It's one of those things where you just kind of have to unlock it. Like I feel like for you, it got unlocked at a very early age, but um, for other people, um, it's one of those things you just kind of have to like, just kind of unlock it in yourself. And then all of a sudden it starts clicking. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so different for everybody. It's yeah, so exactly. It's a personal journey. Uh, when you talked about like charting your crystals and some of them in, in water, and then you were saying some of them that can't be in water, I want to kind of delve into that for a second because uh, that kind of like is the same vein of thinking as like elixirs and everything else too. And like crystal infused, I think you can even get like little... Uh, like water bottles where you can, there's like a tiny little like portion where you can pour crystal chips or buy it with the crystal chips in it. And you can oh, yeah. then add your water. And uh, I, I kind of steer away from stuff where I might be ingesting because there are uh, crystals that, you know, even if they're not toxic, I still kind of, you just never quite know what they coated it with like to tumble it or whatever. But um the toxic ones, there are some where, number one, you don't want to drink them in as an elixir. You don't want to kind of even put them, even if you're not going to drink them. Some people put crystals in like water bottles or, or different like types of, I don't even know if they put them in essential oils or not. And then they like do roller balls or sprays with them. You've got to be really careful because there are some crystals that are toxic and especially malachite. Malachite is and like malachite chrysocolla. Um, if you see it growing in its natural state, it's it looks toxic. I don't even know how else to say it. It it like is this weird, it bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> it's bubbly and it looks just like powdery, and it just is like nature's way of saying, please stay away. <laughs> Do not lick this rock. <laughs> Please don't lick this rock. Oh my gosh. But there are a lot of people that have, have done stuff like that, which is malachite is so it's, it's toxic. It's so strong that I don't even recommend gifting it to anyone. Um, malachite has a very specific energy. That's very um, like when somebody needs a life change, Malachite is a great thing to help move you on to the next phase. It cuts away the dead stuff. It cuts away the things that no longer serve you in a very surgically precise, extremely quick manner. And so you have to like be drawn to it yourself and invite it into your life because that's what you need for your own healing and evolution. If you gift it to someone else, you're kind of putting that on them. And granted, they may need it. But it's the kind of thing that really isn't, it's like asking for um, what, what <laughs> consent before you kiss someone or something. Yeah, you have to get consent. <laughs> yeah, you really, I mean, you can say, hey, I'm kind of drawn to this crystal. You can even send them a picture of it. You could be like, I'd really like to get this for you. What do you think? And if they're like, yeah, that looks really cool. I want some. Then you'll be like, yay. Or they'd be like, <laughs> not really feeling it. Or what are you talking about? Or I don't really get into rocks. And then you're like, then just back away. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not worth it. But, um, and green, the malachite is green. It um, corresponds to the heart chakra. So a lot of times it'll be useful if you have to go through, say, a breakup or um, kind of ending a toxic relationship. And it might not even be with a significant other. It could be with a friend or a parent or something like that. Um, having some malachite that you wear is can be helpful for a while to give you like the strength to do what you need to do. Interesting. 
Yeah, good times. <laughs> good times had by all. So, so, so here's an interesting question. So uh, there's this one article, and um, I uh, rely on the site a lot. It's called The Traveling Witch, and they have like so much great information on there for anyone who's getting into like witchy stuff. But um, they talk about there's an article about nine amazing stones and crystals you'll want for witchcraft. But uh, the very first thing they talk about is finding your grounding stone. And basically your grounding stone is whatever like you can hold and it just kind of brings you back to yourself. It makes you feel really centered and it can usually just be like whatever stone you've gravitated towards like your entire life. Like uh, mine is amethyst because Ooh. like yeah like i've gravitated towards that stone ever since i was a child and um yeah i even like had it um you know i as i said before it's uh the stone that i used for my wedding ring and uh, i couldn't really like explain why it chose that and sometimes i regretted it because then everybody would be like oh is that your birthstone and i'm like no i'm not a fucking pisces <laughs> <laughs> sorry to all the pisces out there <laughs> yeah but i mean yeah i mean like that's the thing about stones is that um it doesn't necessarily have to go with your astrology. Like I'm a Virgo and I'm an August Virgo. So technically my birthstone is Peridot, but I've never really been into that stone. And like <laughs> September gets to have Sapphire, but it's like, whatever, I'm a Virgo, close enough. <laughs> few days off from it being Sapphire. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. But like, as I'm saying, like, but it turns out my grounding stone is Amethyst. Okay, I could see that. I, well, and it was funny because I was just going on and on about amethyst myself in the last like two days <laughs> going, oh my God, I love amethyst so much. Every time I, and I collect oodles and oodles of all kinds of shapes of stones, whether they're like, you know, something you could wear or something that you can just prop up against a door. <laughs> Some of mine are big, but... <laughs> Like, I I love all of these different types of stones. I love them so much, but I keep going back to amethyst. Like, amethyst is so great, and there's so many shades of amethyst. And I even love ametrine, which is amethyst and citrine that grow together, and it's only found in one mine in Bolivia, and Ooh. I have several samples of that. I should get you some. I think you might actually really like that because you're drawn to that amber color too. Yeah, I use a lot of citrine when um, I'm doing, like, it's like spells and meditation for money. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were doing like, so that's what you do for money, huh? You do spells and meditation for other people. <laughs> How else do you get it? <laughs> um, I don't even know. But no, I'll, I'll have to uh, show you some next time we, because we are haven't seen each other you, forever. Are you even a witch if you're not doing money spells? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> True, true. Uh, so citrine, great for money. Uh, amethyst, also really great for prosperity uh, in feng shui because uh, purple corresponds to prosperity and anything red also. So, you know, your rubies, your um, red spinel. Red spinel. Carnelian, if it's dark enough, can even kind of work in that area. Um but amethyst is is really powerful. Oh, and jade. They say jade a lot for wealth. But 
what really what it crystal doesn't help with well <laughs> right yeah like, seems like a lot too <laughs> i don't know i mean maybe like more of like the grounding crystals like black tourmaline where they're like bring it back down to earth bitch <laughs> oh gosh. so i don't know what my grounding crystal is i would have to kind of sort that one out because i'm there's i have a bunch hundreds of different specimens of rocks and crystals in my collection. So I mean, all different types of things, not like repeats, like just all very specifically different because I was looking for a very specific thing. But there are certain things that I just keep going back to. So like the ones that I love, 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 Labradorites, uh, Moonstone, um, Lapis, Rose Quartz, Amethyst, and not in any specific order. But if I were, I, I just find myself wearing those more than anything else. So I don't know how I would find my grounding one unless it's, isn't it like the darker ones or? I don't know if it's necessarily that. I mean, um, okay. I'm reading from the article now. Uh, your grounding stone will speak to you in a similar way. And to find it, you simply have to poke around a bit. <laughs> really? That's it. Uh, <laughs> Make it sound easy. <laughs> uh, the grounding stone is important to your witchcraft because it can represent you in spells as well as protect you and help you focus. If you take care of this talisman, its unique qualities will grow stronger and it will work better for with you and for you. You should keep it with you almost always. I mean, I would say, like, I don't know, like, what is the stone that you seem to wear the most of? Probably. Like, the first thing that you reach for. Oh, I think it's it's kind of a toss-up between Labradorite and Amethyst. Um, but I was just thinking, in the last year, I've gotten, like, really, I've grown really attracted to Thulite. <laughs> Which, I, it's not, like, I don't know how many people know what that is, but it's from, like... I think it's Norwegian and I'm half Norwegian. And I think that might've been part of why I was drawn to it, but it's a type of, I think fuchsite, which is um, just a very pink stone. It's an opaque pink stone. It almost has a tiny bit of salmon in it. And for some reason, I just really love touching it. I really love having it on me. And I haven't had that feeling in a long time from any other stone. So maybe it's that. I, could try I, think, that. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's what it sounds like to me. Like, you know, like your ancestors brought that stone to you. I, you know what? I will, I will work with it some because the other interesting thing is um, I also collect a lot of ruby and zoocyte. And so ruby is my birthstone. I'm a July baby. So, uh, the only way to really guarantee that the ruby isn't like, messed with or it color enhanced or something is to really just get ruby and zoocyte because it grows together in the matrix and you can find it's in really in the matrix it's really weird though honestly it's like the christmas stone because it's red ruby or pink ruby it, it the color varies growing in green <laughs> like solid green jade green kind of it's not always for everyone's taste. And sometimes the zoocyte, the, the um, kind of green part has some black spots all over it. it it's odd looking. Okay. But I, I like it when you can get a really good piece and you just see like a split of red and green. It's actually pretty cool. 
But I'm drawn to that. And another name for ruby and zoocyte is, I think, ruby. Is it ruby and fuchsite? I'd have to double check that. But it, it's just so I wonder how all those things play together. If the thulite is a type of, I got nothing. I'll have to research that more. But yeah, I, I'm kind of drawn a lot to that too. I was actually just playing with some before the show. <laughs> <laughs> go rounding before your show (laughs) there oh my god that's really funny because i did i was like let's let's look at these things let's play with these shiny things (laughs) uh what was the other thing i was gonna say oh uh this is just kind of you were talking about shapes before i just wanted to throw out their crystal skulls as well as oh, a yeah crystal skulls i can't believe i don't have one yet yeah oh my gosh yeah get yourself a skull <laughs> um i have like several and i actually when i went to chichen itza years ago um which they have like a wall of skulls there and i brought my skulls so that my skulls i had a couple skull pendants that had been like carved by somebody on ebay (laughs) and they used like all kinds of different material so i had like a clear quartz one and i had like a purple jade one and so i'm like bringing these things over to the wall of skulls and like we all hung out together and it was like really awesome (laughs) i sound so nerdy right now uh but i wanted my skulls to soak up the energy of the the skulls that were there and um but yeah skulls can be a very very powerful healing tool so if you don't have one, and I have like big carved skulls also. I have like mm-hmm. one of lapis and it's Ooh. staring at me. It's pretty awesome. I was also going to say about clear quartz that if you're a crystal newbie and you don't know where to start, clear quartz is usually the way to go. Like uh, they usually say like uh, we did a, a show on like kind of like lazy, low-key witchcraft like a while back. And um, clear quartz is one of those stones where um, it can be substituted for any other stone. Like if you have a uh, spell and it says to use some lapis and you don't have lapis, use clear quartz. Like it can be substituted for anything because it's a stone that you can like program. Like it's always going to be charged. You don't need to charge it. And you can basically just like whisper your intentions into it. And it'll be like, all right, I'm rolling with it. <laughs> no, you bring up a, a really good point because, um, and this, the stuff that, that you can use for spells actually really kind of corresponds. You can also use these things for feng shui, but I'm just going to kind of give a rundown of the top most common kinds of of crystals that you can find anywhere and actually you can find even starter sets on amazon or etsy um there's a lot of people that put together like crystal sets on etsy that are fun of just the basics for you can even say basic crystal set or something like that and see what comes up but so you like rose quartz is great for um love relationships healing Rose quartz is like symbolic of unconditional love, loving yourself. So you can put that in your relationship. Gua, you can um, put it uh, for spells, like anything having to do with love or or accepting yourself. Um, I'm trying to think grounding crystals that are really easy to get that are really popular. Um, you know, you've got like black obsidian is is pretty easy to get. Black onyx. Um, there's like one other one that is escaping me. That's black. 
Jet. But yeah. jet is like, I think that's what fossilized wood or something or coal or it's something that's not quite a crystal, but it's in that same, you can use it also. I'd have to look it up. Uh, but so you can use those since they're black. Just kind of when you look at any crystals, if you're trying to apply them to feng shui, just take out the gua, the bagua, and look at what gua you want to kind of enhance. Um, and then the, every gua in the bagua is going to have its own colors that correspond to it. And so just kind of check against that and, and just find like, oh, okay, this is an area that likes red or this is an area that likes yellow. So like yellow, you know, you'd be picking things like citrine. Um, if it's red, you're going to be picking things like garnet or carnelian or things like that. Um, like black, any black areas you can use your, um, God, I'm umming a lot. Sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Any black areas like for your career area or I think knowledge and skills uses some black. You can use your black obsidian. Uh, there's some areas I want to say like maybe in the middle of the health, like house or first floor of the health gua, I think does a lot of earth tones. Don't quote me, but I think so. And so tiger eye would be really great with that. Ooh. Tiger eyes. Yeah. It's also very grounding and it has a property called chatoyancy. So it looks like it flashes kind of like there's a light within it that's flashing. It's the same kind of chatoyancy that you find in like Labradorite or Moonstone. So that's fun. The blue stones that are pretty common are lapis and sodalite. Uh, sodalite, you have to be careful because they'll try to sell it. Sometimes they'll try to fake it as lapis and it's it's worth a lot less than lapis and so you have to kind of really examine it and a lot of times but not always lapis will have iron pyrite in it and I, I, there's like so many different because then you're bordering on like azurite i think i think lapis is like azurite and iron pyrite and like calcite so it looks kind of like the night sky with clouds <clears throat> <laughs> this stuff is great. So you have to kind of think about that too when you're like using it for like feng shui as kind of the elements that if there's any other stuff in it, like how that corresponds. But for spells, yeah, anything like so abundance, you know, you have again the citrine, like wealth things, jade. Um yeah, anything that's sort of a gold color. Um, I was going to say that one of my favorite um, shops for buying crystals is um, Chakra Zulu Crystals. And <laughs> they have, yeah, and they have really fun little bundles, whether it's for like uh, manifestation or for grounding or for your zodiac sign. So that's also a really great way to get into crystals. Oh, yeah. Well, and then, you know, you run up against the the confusion of what crystals do I need for my zodiac sign? What crystals are my like, or what's like my birthstone? And why are they different? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, wh why is there like a separate, like, why are there separate birthstones and like month of your birthstone? <gasps> like, it just gets confusing. <laughs> Thank you, jewelry industry, for your birthstone chart. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, like it has nothing to do with astrology. It's all like from like 
Jostens or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like whatever sells. Like what what else can we get on this this chart so we can sell it better? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. For whatever reason, we're gonna make Aries pay the most with diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> Aries, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like if you're an Aries, you should at least be able to get a discount. <laughs> oh my gosh. Although, like, circling back to diamonds for a second, there is one diamond that I am completely in love with, and they're actually really pretty affordable, and they are champagne diamonds. So they will sometimes, they I think they're prettier than white diamonds, and they have flashes of, like, peach and pink and things in them, and you can get them for, like, a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> I mean, they can be, like, really cheap. You can get, like, stud earrings with them or... Pretty. Um, like a little ring or whatever, but it's, and there's all different types. So they have like cognac diamonds also. Um, pink diamonds are like a, a sister or cousin of champagne diamonds. And sh- oh. that's why champagne diamonds have the pink flash. And you know, I'm all about the black diamonds. I, <laughs> yeah. My, black yeah. diamonds are awesome. Yeah. Like my wedding ring with the solitaire is amethyst, but uh, my band is black diamonds. Oh, see, I, yeah, I love black diamonds too. And another awesome thing that replicates kind of the shine and sparkle of black diamonds, and they're actually, I think, a little bit even closer to nature than black diamonds, because I think black diamonds have to be heated, but I don't quote me. I love my black diamonds too, but the black spinel. Mm, Yeah. So it's, and black spinel is actually pretty affordable as well. So if anybody's like wanting the sparkle of diamonds, and they can't afford the the price tag. It's black spinel is is a fun way to kind of get that feeling, the vibe. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, skin tone, um, metals, definitely the metals you choose, and so the stones you choose, you might gravitate towards different colors of stones just because um, what you put on you, what you want to wear on your person, needs to complement your skin tone, and you're just right. drawn to certain colors. And, and- that would be the thing though, right? I mean, like, okay, I said that um, amethyst is my grounding stone. Um, amethyst, like, is my, like, wedding ring. That would look not so good in yellow gold. <laughs> it's definitely, well, and there's different tones to amethyst too, but it's, yeah, amethyst just really looks good set in white. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe if it was like more of like a pink amethyst or something, that could look good in yellow gold. But yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Yeah, amethyst it needs, to, can, it needs to be in a white or a silver. Well, in amethyst, I've seen it in like rose gold, even where it looked kind of cool. But yeah, it really depends on the shade of amethyst, I think. And also, you got to go back to what do you wear? Like you are drawn to wearing like deeper purples, aren't you? Yeah. Like on your like for clothing. Yeah. So I think you pick things that complement. Like I have some citrine, but it's I don't really wear it that often because it doesn't. I feel like it's too yellow on me. Yeah, exactly. I would never like wear citrine. Yeah. Like, so jewelry. It's. I mean, I like it, and I'll wear it some, but I just. Yeah, it has to be like a very intentional thing for me. Like I really need to clear my energy. I really need to be more optimistic and. I need money, so bring me the citrine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're like, I mean, other cultures, like, I mean, they're not going to wear, like, 
something that's pink or like, you know, white, like they're going to go for yellow gold, you know, like, I mean, Indian yellow gold is even an entirely different beast and it's like just stunning. Oh, it's gorgeous. But like, it wouldn't look good on my shade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really, it's, well, it's meant to complement darker skin tone. Like I, they look really radiant when, when you have a darker skin tone and you have that really, really brilliant, bright, like almost gosh i don't even know how to describe like 24 karat gold it's like a very <sighs> orangey yellow i don't know like it's or just like bright bright yellow yeah. yellow 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 <laughs> yeah like the like the gold chain that goes with the amber necklace that i got from sean's grandmother like i mean i think that's like a 24 karat because that that gold is not disappearing on me. That is just like gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to see you wear it because I you should send it or do a picture with you wearing it because I, I really do kind of want to see how that because that looks really cool. Uh, well, if you, uh, this is my way of getting you up here. If we make plans and we may have a day of Pequod's Pizza and um, Dave's Rock Shop, then I will definitely wear my amber necklace. Right. <laughs> well, you're dangling the carrot on the stick, aren't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> I look forward to it. Um, I'm trying to think also like stones that, um, gosh. There are stones that you can wear that you might be drawn to and attracted to that are not, oh gosh, oh gosh, we're going to be, we're really hitting close to the two hour Uh mark. We're going to be cut off in a few minutes. So I'm just putting that out there. But uh, one last thing, like there are certain stones that you may feel drawn to and you may really, really want to wear or have close to you, but there are some that are so intense energy wise that you don't want to wear them for long periods or all the time. So say Herkimer diamonds, I think are in that camp. It's a type of quartz that is found in like on the East coast, you can wear it, but it's got a very intense energy. So you really want to kind of be gentle with that one. Uh, Malachite's another one where you don't want to wear it all the time, all, you know, every single day of the week, because it's got a very intense energy. So be really careful about the, the nature of the stone that you're wearing. Look it up, just check on what it's supposed to do. And if there are any kind of things to be careful of when wearing it. All right. And with that, we should probably wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> this has been this has been a slice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's been a good one. I, I love talking. I could go talking about rocks and crystals for hours and hours and hours. So we'll have to probably circle back on this at another point. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that we will do like uh, more than one episode about crystals. <laughs> But hopefully this gives you guys, uh, lays the uh, groundwork for kind of some crystal ex- experiences of your own if you are new to it and uh, or maybe gets you thinking about how to use them differently if you already are a crystal aficionado. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I hope that everyone has a great rest of your weeks and that everyone stays mystical. Good night, my witches. <laughs>